1: 630 Ched and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A.
0: On Oilers Radio 630 It's 106 in Edmonton. Welcome back everybody. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now. Oilers Now brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. They wish you and yours all the best during these challenging. And on Certain times, Digitex is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office stock technology and software. Now you can text us at any time on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Ashley Fine Floors ready for your kids pregame warm up. Our last guest was Mike Fuda who is a longtime executive of the LA Kings, 13 years of that organization, former GM in the OHL, heavily uh, involved in the Kings scouting, and um, we have received multiple texts on his appearance today, <laughs> including some saying, hey, Bob, you need to talk to some people at the Oilers. So a lot of you obviously enjoyed having Mike on the show, and special thanks to the folks at Sportsnet for hooking us up. Uh, Again, second hour of orders now for Digitex. We're going to go to David Staples from the Cult of Hockey. But before we do, David, uh, welcome back to the show. Uh, The Oilers have the, they traded the 76th overall pick and got uh, a fourth and fifth rounder. The the fourth rounder is at 100. We'll run that live, but I want to get to a text that came in. Bob, uh, the Oilers let AA walk. After playing 13 games, they let Benning go when Clefbom's not going to be here. Could have taken Gouley, who could have been a uh, second-pairing defenseman, on this pathetic team. Wow. That one comes to us from Top Gun. Well, I love the passion. Uh, Let's bring aboard uh, (laughs) aboard David Staples from the Cult of Hockey. David, I know you were monitoring the response last night on the Dylan Holloway selection of 14, and... uh, uh, personally, I had a lot of time for Seth Jarvis. I actually thought he was going to go higher than 13. But what was the general sentiment out there from the passionate Oilers fan base on Dylan Holloway?
1: Uh, Bob, unfortunately, they were pretty sour. And the sourness is not getting any better today. Um there's just a general kind of feeling like the Oilers aren't making moves here, that the players that they're hoping to get aren't falling to them. I mean, everyone had their hopes up, I think, at Edmonton, or many people did that Seth Jarvis would be there for the Oilers. And when he wasn't, when Carolina took him one pick ahead, that was a letdown. And then people... You know, the the player that they took, uh, Dylan Holloway, didn't have great scoring numbers uh, in his first year of uh, U.S. college hockey, although he came on strong later in the year. So, you know, of course, Morse fans don't really, they don't watch these players, they don't know, but they're looking at the the points, they're looking at the numbers, and there was just kind of general uh, kind of meh about that draft pick with the oilers there, there wasn't a lot of excitement which i think is kind of personally I, can, I think it's unfair to the player in that most fans aren't experts on these players and when you look at where the uh consensus kind of public experts like people like bob mckenzie cory Pronman, scott wheeler um Steve Corianis, where they had him, Mark Edwards, where they had him, him ranked Holloway, he was ranked 17th overall. So it's not like this was any kind of massive reach uh, for the Edmonton owners. A lot of people who watch a lot of these players day in, day out, and are more expert on them than the fans are, thought that this was a, was a decent pick.
0: Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I did not, I've never seen him play. It's the first thing I said. Uh, I didn't see him play. And it's uh, <laughs>
1: well, Bob. You never even—I—I I, I mean, I listen to your show. I'm on your show. I listen to it all the time. I don't think you mentioned like I don't remember you bringing up Holloway's
0: nope. name. I knew he was in that range. uh I frankly, you know, I'm most comfortable commenting on players out of the West because I can gain the most access to information on the players out of the West, and sometimes I've actually seen them when the Edmonton Oil Kings play. So, because I do think you need to see them a bit. Um, and, and I referenced with Mike Futa, you know, he played against the Alberta Golden There's several former Alberta Golden Bears that are coaching in the Western Hockey League. Those guys aren't going to BS me on players. Like, they're the ones that told me that Alex Plant was not going to be a player and back in 2007. And uh, they're also the same ones that told me Brendan Gallagher, Braden Point, uh, Kyler Yamamoto were going to be players. You know, all smaller, highly competitive guys. Jarvis was of that similar ilk. Um, Holloway, you, you know, it's it's funny. Brian Burke liked Holloway. We just heard the comments today from Mike Fuda. He had a lot of time for Holloway, so I'm going to be really intrigued. Like, I don't even think – and then you're looking at comparables, David. Is it an insult to say a guy could be Marty Reisner when Marty Reisner played 800 games in the National Hockey League? Is that is that an insult as comparable?
1: I don't think so. And, you know, I, I haven't looked closely for players. You know, Riley Nash went to U.S. College Hockey right out of yeah. the B.C. Junior Hockey League, and he became, he's kind of a reasoner-like player, isn't he? He's, he's, he's having a long and fairly successful uh, career as a bottom line, you know, third, fourth line NHL guy. Yeah, I th- that's I'm all hoping- is that's, yeah. that's not bad. That's not terrible. That's, that's pretty good.
0: Yeah, I'm hoping Holloway has a little bit higher ceiling than that, just because I think he skates a little bit better than uh, Nash does. Of course, let's not forget Nash didn't sign in Edmonton. I think the fact that Holloway's from Alberta uh, probably right, the Oilers had to give uh, ended up getting a second round pick from Nash in the 2010 draft, making that uh, they traded up to take Nash in the the third first round pick in 2007. So generally speaking, uh, there it hasn't been met with the warmest of receptions in a fan base that covets information and gets it. That's the other thing here. Like, our fan base is all in. They care. David, I know what the numbers are for TV. I know what the numbers are for radio. I know what the numbers are for the show. You know what the numbers are. In your in Like, people care about this team here. And so it's all it comes with the territory. Uh, and then it coincides in a time in which the Oilers make it clear that Andreas Athanasio and Matt Benning are not going to get qualified. Yeah. And so give me your take on that.
1: Well, when they made the trade... Uh, I'm not going to go back and uh, contradict what I thought on the day they made the trade. And on the day they made that trade, Bob, I thought the Oilers had a chance to go on a good little playoff run. You know, they had, they had uh, the dry settle line was put together. They had a good line with Shane and uh, on the, I think Nygaard was hurt by then. But it looked like he might be back for the playoffs with so Archibald. They had a checking yeah. line. They looked yeah. like they might go on a playoff run. And I remember people criticizing Peter Shirelli in, uh after the 2017 playoff run for not doing enough to improve the team then. Well, Holland went and he got, he traded for Athanasiu and Eson Green. And he didn't give up a whole lot except for the two second round picks for Athanasiu. But it, it didn't even enter my mind at that moment did it? Did, did it enter anyone's mind that they weren't going to qualify at Anasu? I mean, it looked like it would be a no-brainer to qualify him and you were going to get, you know, essentially you were pay, paying a second-round draft pick for the playoff run this year and you're playing another second-round draft pick for him having him next year. And that seemed like a decent enough bet when you really needed someone for this year's playoffs to play with Connor McDavid. That was the whole idea for getting at Anasu. So, I didn't complain about it then. I thought it was a good move then, so I'm not going to complain about it now. Mainly because of COVID-19 wiping out, uh, you know, both Athanasio's chance to make it on the team to a certain extent, although he didn't take advantage of it himself, and also wiping out the salary cap for next year, you know, making it about four or five million dollars less, giving Colin much less money to sign Athanasio. So I know people are really bitterly disappointed in criticizing the GM. Or the fantasy move, but I, I can't bring myself to do it. I think I would be I would be a hypocrite to do it.
0: All right, just a quick update here: the Florida Panthers, the 95th overall pick, have selected Michael Benning out of the Sherwood Park Crusaders. Cool. Just a, hes only five foot nine. Uh, he's an excellent offensive defenseman with a scouting report, David. We're just going to get you to sit back for about 40 seconds. Gotcha. A guy who did his play-by-play the last couple of years, Brendan Escott. Brendan, tell us about Michael Benning.
2: Well, he's a little bit of an undersized, more of a modern incarnation of a defenseman. He's got great footwork and and speed through all three zones of the ice. He quarterback the power play uh, for t- both years as a 16 year old and a 17 year old at, at the junior A level, and of course put up great points, um, a lot of assists on a pretty highly fueled team. So excited for him! I think that there's definitely a chance that he plays at the next level, and he's going to have a lot of time at Denver to to make those strides.
0: Yeah, 12 goals, 63 assists. 75 points last season in 54 games. David Staples with us from the Cult of Hockey. Uh, again, the Oilers, uh, are picking at 100. They've traded out of the third round. I believe the guy they had, might have had some time there for was Luke Prokop, who went a few picks earlier to the Nashville Predators. What about, uh, Matt Benning? Uh, just speaking of Michael Benning, the fact that Matt Benning wasn't qualified at 2 million.
1: It, the dollars are so tight, not just this year uh, in the cap but going forward. I just don't think you can pay an extra million dollars for a maybe a third-line winger like a fantasy U or maybe a third. Uh, definitely not for a third-pairing defenseman like Matt Benning. Matt Benning is, is an NHL defenseman. He'll play in the NHL. I really liked, I mean, his compete level, his fundamental defensive play. He was always covering the player in the in the defensive slot in front of the net. You could just count on him. The probably the, the most reliable Oilers defenseman in terms of fundamental play. But you can't pay him an extra $1 million dollars. It just you can get a player similar to Matt Benning this year for a million dollars uh, on the free agent market. So why would you pay two million dollars for him when money is tight? And the Oilers are going to be looking to maybe make a move, bring in a goalie, bring in third-line center, maybe even bring in a winger for McDavid. So that's where those dollars have to go. And especially, uh, Bob, you have the Oilers' defense. They need to improve their puck moving. They just were – it was a huge flaw, has been for years. They have Evan Bouchard waiting to go. And if they can't bring in a replacement veteran for Benning, you've got a guy in in uh, Bouchard who should be a good third pairing defenseman in the NHL this year.
0: Yeah, I think COVID uh, flattening that cap out at 81.5, stagnating that cap. I mean, now the Oscar Clefbaum situation, uh, and there have been multiple reports. Elliot Friedman just went on again on the uh, NHL Network slash Sportsnet joint broadcast, uh, suggesting uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, I know he's certainly drawn a pair, Jacob. Murray Markstrom, I, I just I mean if the Oilers the only to me the only way the Oilers can get in Marks get in on Markstrom, realistically is there a way they can get in on him if they don't move out Miko Koskin? What do you think, David? I th-
1: well it depends what he's going to cost Bob. Like he, he, should he cost more than Robin Leonard? Robin Leonard was five million a year, right? Is is Marks a better? I don't think he's a better goalie than Robin Leonard, so. Um, Now, Robin Leonard signed in a low-tax area in Las Vegas. I don't know if there's any income tax there. So maybe that bumps up Markstrom's salary if he signs in Canada to five and a half a year or something like that. But could the Oilers afford that if they really wanted to spurge on goaltending and thought that this was the guy and have both Koskinen and him? Yeah, that would be a super-solid goaltending tandem goaltending is huge uh, coming into the year the owners have lots of defenseman prospects if they're willing to gamble and go young on defense which i don't think is the worst gamble ever because they have all these great young puck movers with caleb jones and bouchard ready to go and maybe broberg sooner than later um yeah maybe you can afford uh, a player like mark stroman koskinen
0: would you have any time and i'm not sure he'd even come here would you have any time for Kyle Turris as a third line right shot center
1: uh, well, I was looking at it. His points per game in the last two years in the NHL is uh, 1.5 per 60, which is it's kind of like um, third line territory. So, no. if you could get Kyle Turris to come in on a bargain contract, like I don't know what what the the money would be for Turris. Like he's kind of like a fantasy. What are these players going to get? Are they going to get two million? Are they going to get one and a half million? Are they going to get one million? So, if Turris starts to get closer to that one million mark. Uh, which I doubt, but maybe, uh, then even like $1.5 Would that make sense for the orders as a third-line center? I, I think it might.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure uh, where the price point will come in on it.
1: David, how do people follow your stuff? Uh, at The Call to Hockey and on Twitter, at Staples.
0: All right, David, great stuff. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Bob. Okay, it is currently 119 in Edmonton. The Montreal Canadiens are on the clock at 98. New Jersey's at 99. Edmonton's at 100. This text comes in, uh, and it says, Bob, maybe Dylan Holloway will be a sleeper pick and be awesome. Number one picks haven't always worked out, Bob, so you never know. Have to see. Ken wouldn't have picked it if he didn't see anything. You're right. You don't know. And you can be right in, on some and wrong on the others. Um I thought, I'll be honest with you, I thought Griffin Reinhardt would at least play as a 3-4 defenseman in the NHL. Did not get there. Many of you would have disagreed with that. Many, you know, Neil Yakupov, some people thought it had the upside to be a Valerie Harlamov top player, type player. Didn't happen. Back to Leon Dreisaitl. Who saw a Hart Trophy winner out of Leon Dreisaitl back in 2014? You just don't know with guys. Even last year, Philip Roberg. you know, there was guys criticizing his... Um, Ability to process the game before the draft. The owner's stuck him in. If then he shows up at the return to play and looks out of this world and... and...
2: Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings
0: are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price Priceline. Hasn't looked back, so we're going to take a one-minute timeout and hopefully hit number 100 for the orders when we return on orders now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Guests and Oilers Now receive a certificate to Roost Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. It's to owned and operated, and it's open Wednesday through Sunday from 5 p.m. until close. Head down to 9990 Jasper Avenue and tell Brendan, Maggie, Taylor, and the staff at Roost Chris that Oilers Now sent you. Bob Stoffer, Brendan, Escott, the Oilers are going to be on the clock here. We're going to stick with it uh, to give you that pick we'll also tell you uh that um you know, there's an old saying in the car business, cars cost less than Tasquin." and now 0% financing is back at Brent Ridge Ford as well. Come see the deals on 2020 F-150s, uh, as well as Escapes, Mustangs, and more. Plus, get a trade-in bonus of at least $1,000 when you swap out your 2016 model or older. Go visit Uncle Bill, Rich Johnny, and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford. Your Ford authority on the auto mile in Wetaskiwin, or go online at BrentRidge.com. Uh, Here we go. I'm going to bang some t- Text off on our Ashley Five Floors text line. And again, Brendan, interrupt me if you want, because we're going to try to carry the pick here in the next five minutes. This text comes in from John. Bob forgot about the COVID. Obviously, Ken Holland could not have seen that coming. But, let's be honest, says John. Athens U was a bad fit. A terrible fit. He doesn't have enough hockey sense, and he didn't fit our top six. It was a bad scouting job from Holland and uh, the pro scout Henderson, who are two guys uh, from Detroit who should have known better. Not to mention that our process Depth wasn't deep enough to justify trading two second-round picks. Uh, take COVID and the resulting financial uh, constraints out of the picture. It was a very bad hockey trade and will feel the effects for the next couple of years. Again, uh, text us at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Bob, why do you uh, or why do you, uh, why, why do you put ceilings on players all the time? Remember, there are a lot of big-name uh, players that went late in the draft year. Well, if you watch draft shows, there's very rarely a negative comparable. Like in Alex Plant's draft year, somebody said to me, he skates like Jim Weimer does. That's a concern. Uh, I wouldn't say it's, I don't think we, if anything, most of the listeners would suggest I'm far too optimistic on the comparables. I'm saying that I, the minimum I would see Dylan Holloway being as a Marty Reisner player who played 798 games in the NHL and Reasoner scored at a higher rate as a freshman in the NCAA than Dylan Holloway did. I do think that Dylan Holloway has probably got a little bit better scoring. There is a year for Marty Reisner with St. Louis where he had 24 goals and 32 points. Or 24 points in 32 games. 24 points in 32 games. So uh, there you go. Uh, okay, this texter just says, Bob, FYI, uh, Holloway, uh, my cousin played in ok- Okotoks with Holloway and says that he's a stand-up guy for his teammates and they need, uh, reminds people that they need to, uh, um they need to uh, wait and be patient on the, the hallway for another texters. Warren has text Warren. I played with a guy named Warren, Warren Belfry back in the day, uh, regarding the texter that was, uh, ripping the after the trade, Warren disagrees. I have to disagree. Yes, we are an offensively prospect weak team, but we were also in a win. Now time frame. People wanted to see the Oilers do something. After had scored 30 goals. Um, uh, Jonathan from Towfield says, Bob, will the Oilers acquire a winger for McDavid? I think there's going to be some wingers that are going to be undervalued. I think I could see Edmonton spending in goal, Edmonton spending on defense now due to cleft bombs injury, and Edmonton spending in the third-line center. There you go. Uh, Bob, did Reasoner play in a top line, or was he on the second line like Holloway from Troy Hemi? I'd have to take a look at Reasoner's uh, uh, season in the NCAA that year. I don't think he was in the top uh, uh, top line. Uh, this texture says Bob Alex blon was good in junior. He just had too many big injuries that derailed his career. My thing with Alex was his foot speed. To be honest with you, he was more competitive as a pro uh, than he than I than I thought he was gonna be, but the skating held him back. Uh, Bob, you've just said the Sharks are in on everything. I guess that's how you make the playoffs, 19 of the last 22 years. (laughs) Let me guess who that text came from. Is that our man, Fear the Fin? Uh, Uh, We got the pick. We got the pick. We got the pick. All right,
2: here we go. Friends gathered to... celebrate him and wish him well. I love
0: this.
2: Not at all how he probably imagined uh, this draft going with the pause, the pandemic, and you know now what? everything. They're, uh from the living room, but <laughs> They're neglecting you. the pick. The pick is in, though. Do you mind if I take this one? It's got yeah, go special resonance. 100th overall, the Edmonton
0: Oilers have taken from the Sherwood Park Crusaders, left-wing Carter Savoy. There we go. So, uh, Brendan, we're going to defer to you since you did his play-by-play here. Tell us about a guy who was an absolute sniper and I'm told significantly improved his body composition in the last six months. Yeah, and that that, right what you described there
2: was always my question about what was going to limit him from getting to the next level. He's not necessarily tall and lean. He's thick and he uses that on the ice and he gets to real important goal scoring areas. Bob, I've never seen somebody uh, maybe as natural a goal scorer as Carter. He put up over 50 last year, 52 I think he finished with, Um, but but it doesn't necessarily look like it. So, you know, I don't know if that's a part of his game that's going to end up getting rounded out, but he is just somebody that can play with a nasty disposition. He's got a nose for the back of the net. And, uh, How big is he? He is about, it, hey, I, I would list him around 5'10". Probably, I don't want to speak too much to the weight that he may have added in this off season. so I don't want to go there, but he's, he's
0: not over six feet. There we go. Carter Savoy selected by the Edmonton uh, Oilers in the fourth round, 100th overall. Off to a Global News weather traffic update. Eileen Bell.
1: Oilers now with Bob Stoffer weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 6:30. Chad.